Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to KFI AM 640, The Bill Handel Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, a lot of stories that we are uh, looking at, and I'll do uh, coming up uh, next segment. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, uh, the tech leaders that were in front of uh, Congress yesterday. Oh boy, uh, Senate committee did they get nailed? I'm going to talk more about that, and, and then one big, big issue that you probably haven't thought about. Uh, and here's one uh, in rent control: uh, LA renters are going to be require, required to pay back all past due rent. Because a lot of people during the pandemic were not forced to pay rent. They didn't have to. There was a moratorium. Well, moratorium is over and say, let's say you have 12, 14 months of rent that is due. And that's not unusual at all. That's not, you're not in an outlier situation. Guess what? Those days are done. You owe all of it, which means evictions are going to fly. I mean, like crazy. And uh, you're going to see more than one or two people uh, filing for bankruptcy because there's never going to be a way they're ever going to pay it back. Well, to say you pay uh, $3,000 a month in rent and you went two years without paying rent, which, again, that's common. Can you imagine two years, 24 months at $3,000? Yeah, how you pay that back? All right. Now, uh, I want to talk about a, uh, a case that has just been uh, decided uh, here in California uh, by a judge. And this has to do with gun control, but I'm going to take a little bit of different tack. This guy, and he is U.S. District Judge Roger uh, Benitez, or Benitez, uh, is known as probably the most pro-Second Amendment judge in the country. And he has handed down decision after decision, basically backing up virtually anything that's kind of come in front of him uh, that restricts, that restricts uh, the ownership, use, uh, collection of guns. And he just ruled. And this one, I got to tell you, I sort of agree with him. And uh, actually, I do agree with him. You know, uh, there is a law uh, requiring people to submit to a background check every time they purchase ammunition in the state of California. Background check. Now, that's very easy to do. Uh, I mean, it's no big deal. If you've already passed a background check and it's there, you can press a button and the database comes up and there's been no changes. You haven't been arrested. Uh, you would hope uh, you haven't been in a mental institution, although you'll never get that information because of HIPAA laws. And so that's fairly easy to do. But what the judge said is, man, that is you, you talk about interference in Second Amendment rights. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And he has issued a whole long line of rulings against California gun control measures. And he has based his decision in part on a 2022 U.S. Supreme Court decision. And that was the crazy one. This is where uh, Clarence Thomas and four other conservative judges ruled. And this is New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin ruled that gun laws that restrict the use, the ownership of guns are all virtually unconstitutional because historically gun laws were not part 
of the United States history. In other words, we go back and uh, gun laws didn't exist in the 30s, for example. So therefore, gun laws historically going back were not part of our history. Therefore, they're unconstitutional. We have to go back to those days. Well, I'm going to argue that FAA regulations are not part of our history. Therefore, the FAA in and of itself is unconstitutional because there's no historical precedent for the FAA. Uh, Therefore, uh, laws that force airplane manufacturers or car manufacturers in terms of safety, um, that's a problem. Guardrails on roads. Wait a minute. There's no history there. Any law that uh, mandates guardrails, unconstitutional. Done. That is literally the philosophy and the thinking behind uh, the Bruin case, which I just don't get. I just don't get at all. So uh, in this one, he writes uh, in terms of the California rule, background check has to be done every time uh, ammunition is purchased. And he said a sweeping background check requiring imposing uh, every time a citizen needs to buy ammunition uh, is an outlier that our ancestors have never accepted for a citizen. There again, relying and saying it's the reason I'm saying this is because ancestors never had our previous history never had uh, these regulations, which, by the way, you, you extrapolate that one in any modern law is gone. Gone. I can't hear you, Neil. Um, your uh, mic isn't on. Can I can I ask a quick question about that? Sure. Um, with your huge legal brain. Yes. So what you huge. were mentioning, one, were not right. Your planes, cars, all of those things are based on privileges. Those That's correct. Right. No, no, so, you're right. You're right. So, Second Amendment. Uh, Second Amendment so is much me, more powerful. If they, I'll buy that. They didn't exist. Cars didn't exist at the time. That's, and the, exist, therefore, the argument did. is we don't have a history of cars. Okay, but the guns did exist, and the Constitution was written at the time when guns exist. Yeah, and so that's I, I see it as different. I no, and it curious. is a bit different. Okay. But I, but the philosophy is not. And uh, I think you make a very good point. But the philosophy is that historically X didn't exist. Therefore, you can't have laws promoting or uh, enforcing X laws. Okay, Uh, and then he went on that is just completely out of his mind. Uh, What he did is he connected uh, blacks not being able to buy guns historically or recently Uh, And therefore, this law is racist because it takes that history. I mean, come on. Uh, It's uh, kind of nuts. And then uh, what he did, he was the judge uh, that ruled unconstitutional uh, the the use, the ownership of, for example, AR-15s, assault weapons, based on the fact that you cannot get in the way of a citizen's right to protect himself in his home. I would like to know one time that someone at home pulled out an AR-15 and sprayed someone coming into the house and put 80 bullets into uh, the burglar or the invader. I would once I would like to know about that. But you protect yourself with an AR-15 and then we extrapolate. Uh, How about those uh, laws not allowing gun owners to have RPGs? 
if I want to protect myself uh, with an RPG, that's a grenade launcher, uh, why can I not? Why can I not do that to protect my home, to protect my family? I like the idea of uh, throwing a grenade at 12,000 miles uh, per minute right into someone, shooting it, and then, of course, blowing up the next 15 houses down uh, the block as it goes through someone and through 15 walls. So anyway, it's, um, uh, it, it's this guy, and it's the Supreme Court that actually uh, made that crazy decision. I can see his logic, even though the guy is fanatically anti-gun, uh, any kind of anti-gun owner- ownership or regulation. So uh, that's, that just happened. All right, coming up. Yesterday, a bunch of tech leaders were grilled over child safety, and I'm an answer. And there was an apology issued to the people in the courtroom, and I'm going to share that story with you when we come back. You're listening to Bill Handel on demand from KFI AM 640. So you can listen to this or any part of the show or any show uh, here on KFI uh, on demand. You can go to the iHeartRadio app and just tune in the name of the show or KFI or. I, I think you can put in any station, uh, no stations that are not on KFI. I think you put that in there and that works uh, to uh, listen to us. Uh, no, probably not. All right. Uh, here's a big one. Uh, L.A. renters, effective today, right? I uh, have to pay back all past due rent that they didn't pay during COVID when there was a moratorium. It's all due today. Uh, and you are going to get a three-day notice, if you owe the money, a three-day notice to pay rent or quit for the $28,000 that you owe uh, based on the rent you didn't pay for 18 months or two years. And you get to come up with it in three days or you're going to find yourself evicted, particularly after, it, particularly if you have a very inexpensive uh, apartment way below market. All right, so yesterday, I want to share with you what happened. It was a big day, big day, and this was on uh, Capitol Hill. Uh, you have um, a, a Senate hearing. It's a Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, and they are uh, traditionally, and they have been for years, looking at uh, the big-time Platforms, social platforms, Meta, TikTok, X, Snap, Discord, uh, which I don't think is anywhere near as big as any of the others. And uh, the lawmakers accused uh, those heads of those companies of creating a, quote, crisis in America by ignoring, willfully ignoring harmful content against kids on their platforms and accusing them of money over safety. You care more about making money than you care about the safety of our kids. Three and a half hour hearing. And man, members of both sides on this. I mean, this was bipartisan. I mean, just were screaming, were voices raised and repeatedly castigated the five tech leaders for prioritizing profits over the well-being of uh, young people. Uh, Some said uh, companies had blood on their hands. Users would die waiting for them to make changes to protect kids. Uh, At one point, one of the lawmakers compared the tech companies to cigarette makers. Now, uh, there were five. uh, There were five of the tech leaders up there. Two of them, including uh, Zuckerberg, came voluntarily in front of uh, the committee. The other three had to be subpoenaed. They would not come voluntarily. But when the Senate subpoenas you, guess what you get to do? You get to go in front of the Senate or Congress. Very few people tell them to go 
pound sand, uh, which, by the way, is a, a crime uh, to uh, do that. OK, so Senator Ted Cruz, uh, he starts with every parent in America is terrified about the garbage that is directed at our kids. So with that, you've got some of uh, these tech heads and Zuckerberg was the big one. He took most of uh, the grief and he's the one that was sort of, I would say, the target of most of what's going on. And he said, and others, that they supported a bill that bolsters privacy and parental controls for kids. Uh, Others were pointing their fingers at each other. It's not us. It's them. It's those guys over there. That company is the one that's doing it, not us. And all of them emphasize uh, that they were parents, too, and would not risk uh, their children. There was one exchange, and this one is interesting, and this this is a big one, then I'm going to go through a lot more in the next segment. Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican of Missouri, and this is with his voice raised, uh, and he is almost yelling at Mark Zuckerberg. And he says, are you willing to apologize to the people in this room? Now, uh, the audience uh, had many, many parents who lost their kids because of what they said was on the internet. Bullying, for example, uh, was the big one. And they had pictures of their kids who were killed and they blame uh, the various companies. They blame uh, Facebook, they blamed uh, the, uh, YouTube, uh, they blame Meta. And, uh, he's, and they said, are you willing to apologize? Are you willing to stand up and apologize? And I mean, no matter what Zuckerberg said, uh, Holly just kept on saying, are you willing to apologize? And Zuckerberg did. He stood up, turned around, because remember, he is sitting uh, with his back to the audience. They're at a table facing the committee. And uh, he apologized. And he said, I'm sorry for everything you've been through. No one should go through the things that your families have suffered. Now, Something really important was left out, and he got nailed for this among the families and among many people that were watching uh, and among the legislators. He did not address whether his company's platform had even played a role in the suffering and said the company was investing in efforts to prevent what happened to those parents and what happened to those kids. And so you wonder, why wouldn't he apologize and say, yes, we are responsible? Well, because no lawyer in the world would let uh, Zuckerberg or any other client say that. You cannot admit fault, even if you think you're at fault. And why is that? Because in the lawsuits that are filed uh, against Meta, and there are hundreds of them, I guarantee every parent who lost a kid has filed a lawsuit against Meta, and rightly so, arguing that Meta is responsible for the death of their children by allowing the bullying on uh, the uh, platform and not having enough safeguards, not having enough controls that they can keep that off. And if he were to say, I apologize, and yes, it was our fault, every piece of litigation is gone. They've admitted they were wrong. Uh, They've admitted they were responsible. And now it's just a question of damages. That's it. Trial is over. No defense. 
as to uh, no defense as to what Meta has done. No defense as to what they plan, how much money. None of that. It's it's our fault. Conversation over. That's why Zuckerberg would not apologize and say that his company is at fault. And it makes sense. I got to tell you, speaking as a lawyer, a bad one, I grant it. But speaking as a lawyer, uh, I completely agree with his position. He had no other choice. All right, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to go through more of this and uh, then ask the question, are they doing enough? Can they do enough? And I'll come back with that. You're listening to Bill Handel, on demand from KFI AM 640. Ooh, rain, rain, rain. Uh, tough day, and that's through tomorrow, and then next week it really starts to rain. Uh We've got some news that we're looking at. Uh, the House voted uh, yesterday to pass a $78 billion bipartisan tax package helping both uh, poor people with tax credits and businesses with tax breaks. And so it's it was bipartisan. Can you imagine I'm actually saying a bi- bipartisan bill was passed in Congress and because both sides got something and both sides hated it. That's when you know you have winning legislation. All right, I want to go back to what happened yesterday in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee where you had the chief executives of Meta, TikTok, X, Snap, Discord, uh, and it was uh, Zuckerberg who really got the grief of this. And uh, Meta owns Facebook, Instagram, so it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest. And so in front of uh, the committee, uh, the uh, members of uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee laid into uh, the chief executives. I mean, laid into them. And uh, at one point, forced Zuckerberg to turn around and face members of the audience who had lost their children, uh, blaming social media uh, because the kids were bullied and uh, they ended up committing suicide. And so Markerberg apologized. As to what happened to them, not that his company was at fault. And I explained why he couldn't do this. And so it's their fault, right? It's these companies' fault. Well, let's look at uh, who else may be at fault. The federal government has not followed through on existing laws that are on the books, enforcing them. Law enforcement funding is not kept pace with the rise of online abuse reports. So law enforcement is not going after these companies either. Uh, and in terms of cooperating, this is the eighth time Zuckerberg had, in fact, testified. And this one has to do with uh, the issue of uh, the, uh, the, uh, the danger to children. I mean, he's been up there before like crazy testifying, uh, for example, uh, Internet, uh, the how, how it fall, how it fault is the are the online platforms from January 6th or interference uh, with the elections by foreign agents. Read Russia. And uh, his platform has been blamed over and over again, and the government has done nothing. And the argument that the. Uh, legislators made is you are not doing enough and he said and the other said here is what we are doing we are investing billions and billions and then the argument is and i think he's got a point and that is what is enough and how do you control uh, the hundreds of millions if not billions of posts every day on social media 
Are they, in fact, spending enough money? Are they, in fact, developing enough technology? And where is the line? And I don't know that. I guarantee you the Senate committee didn't know that or doesn't know that. Uh, So right now it's the harmful effects on children. Come the election, I guarantee you it will be the interference with uh, the 2024 election. Guaranteed that's going to happen. And how about the conspiracy theories that are going around? Where are they going around? Uh, They're going around on uh, the Internet. They're going around on these platforms. Therefore, the argument is you can't look at what the damage to society, not just to children. You are not doing enough. Now, no one knows what enough is. Now, I'm willing to bet uh, that on behalf of the big tech companies, they're doing everything they can. Uh, Those that have a problem with the tech companies are going to say you're not doing nearly enough. But the feds are right up there. They're not doing it. Uh, and here's another one. And we go back to Zuckerberg. The lawmakers released uh, internal emails among the top executives at Meta, including Zuckerberg, showing that uh, Meta has rejected certain calls to bulk up resources to combat child safety issues. Okay, what resources? Uh, Does he say that's enough? We have done everything we can. Or uh, is he uh, responsible for unlimited amount of resources to put into this because the danger to kids is so great, which it is. And does he put his company at risk in terms of the amount of money that has to be spent? How much money do you think has to be spent to deal with the protection of children, to deal with uh, making sure that the elections aren't compromised, to deal with the crazy conspiracy, crazy stuff that's out there? How about the posting of crazy people who uh, they post, and usually it's teenagers or young people, post that, look what we're going to do. I'm going to shoot up the school. And they post it up 15 minutes before the school is shut up. up. Uh Uh-huh. It was there on social media. You didn't catch it. Your fault. You get sued. It's a lot more complicated than that. Believe me. All right. I'm going to have fun. The next one. Do you know there's a job you probably have not heard of? Robot Wranglers. I mean, it's a thing. And I'll share that with you when we come back. You're listening to Bill Handel on demand from KFI AM 640. It is pouring outside and it is going to well let up tomorrow. And then come Monday, according to Amy, who is covering this for us, because I happen to be doing this show and she's looking at the news. And uh, when it rains this much, it is news. Matter of fact, when it rains at all in Southern California, it is news. You know, you go out to Seattle uh, and uh, they take this in stride. No flooding on the streets for the most part, unless it's completely crazy. I mean, they drive in the rain. It just doesn't bother them. We have an inch of rain. End of the world headlines. Bigger headlines than when World War III uh, has been declared. So uh, we're into it for uh, a week now. And I would have uh, Amy uh, comment on it, but her face is stuffed right now as she's chewing on something. Now, there is a job out there that is actually a thing, and it's called a robot wrangler. And what the hell does that mean? Well, uh, Carolyn Rutenberg happens to be one, and so she gets an alert one day that one of her robots needed help. She works at an Amazon uh, warehouse in Connecticut. And uh, 
There he, she goes across the floor and finds um, uh, a crew member covered in white paint and refusing to move after an accidental spill. By the way, the crew member is a robot. And so she uh, takes a cloth, wipes off the worker's eyes, uh, gets an expressionless stare back, and uh, now the robot goes to work. Now, we know robots are, uh, I mean, they are uh, just, I mean, in every part, they're ubiquitous in everything we do, and they're growing like crazy. About 21% of warehouses across the country use robotics. Uh, and they're not replacing uh, they're not replacing people. I mean, to some extent, they are. And, the, and fewer people work in the warehouse, uh, picking up stuff, moving it around. We know that. Uh, the jobs that are very difficult to do without blowing your brains out because uh, they're repetitive. And so the computers do that. And uh, so uh, where is this job of robot uh, wrangling? Well, uh, one of the things that happens with Ruttenberg, uh, the wrangler, she's a technician and a trainer to Amazon. Uh, she fixes minor maintenance issues on robots, keeps tabs on their location. But wait a second. Robots don't need to be cap uh, tabs on their location. Yeah, they do. Because like uh, any other piece of machinery, it goes off a little bit occasionally. And then it gets lost. And now it's running around the warehouse. And what it does, once it, uh, it it shuts down, it shuts down. And then someone has to go out there and redo it and move it back. Uh, it's uh, Everyone knows uh, the drive number on a particular robot that she deals with. The one that has more problems than anything else, and that's Blinky. Uh, Blinky works on a conveyor belt. Uh, all of these have names. And she says everyone knows it. And, again, people say, oh, crap, except they don't say, oh, crap. Uh, not again. It's him again. It's Blinky. Uh, Scott Samples, another robot wrangler at Roper, which is a subsidiary of G Appliances. Uh, he's the person that workers call when the robot wanders away. And I'll either get a text with a picture or I'll get a phone call and they say, hey, your robot's over here and not where your robot is supposed to be. He deals with 25 robots and a whole bunch of uh, shapes uh, one that looks like uh, it uh, has wheels on a pumpkin, uh, delivers parts, materials to the assembly line, and then moving, moves finished products. And they follow a digital map. It does, too. Uses camera vision, light detection, uh, ranging technology. I mean, it's pretty complicated stuff. And all of a sudden, in some cases, because, you know, robots aren't perfect. I mean, they're more perfect than people. But people don't get lost on the line. Here's the issue. You work at Amazon Warehouse. You know where you're working. You're not starting to roam around, not unless you want to get fired, uh, that no one has to say you got to go back. Uh, so when Sample gets a call about his robot wandering off, he pulls, a, uh, he pulls up that bot on his computer, looks for the cameras and the sensors, and finds where the hell it is. By the way, that's not so easy. Uh, the warehouse is 1.4 million square feet. He manually finds the robot and then moves it back. And every single one of those robots has a name. Herbie is one. Wonder Woman is another. And occasionally, and this is the fun one, occasionally there is a standoff. Because... You've got someone who wants to go past the robot, and the robot senses that uh, person and moves in front of that person instead of going the other way. 
So then the person moves away and the robot gets in front. And that's one of the technologies that's used at Amazon to make sure it doesn't run into every, anything and uh, stops whenever it sees anything and moves up and stops. A lot like our braking system that I have on my BMW, for example. And uh, it leads to sometimes a standoff, a Mexican standoff, although uh, those are only with the robots named Jose and Jesus. It's a thing, robot wrangling. Uh, there's another robot wrangler, Sean Cusack, who works in Oakland, uh, says people envision robots as completely intelligent Terminator level things. In reality, they're pretty they're pretty silly in many cases. So uh, as you are losing your job and you're looking to get into robotics, one of the fields, I got to tell you, uh, you may want to look at robot wrangling as um, a field to get into. Didn't even know it's a thing. All right, coming up, Joel Larsgaard, How to Money, How to Money, who's heard on Sunday, 12 to 2. And uh, we have a, a bunch of stuff to deal with. And then earlier with Mo Kelly, we're going to do it 8.30. And boy, we've got Grammy news. We have, uh, I think I'm going to ask about the Super Bowl. And of course, that means uh, Taylor Swift and Kelsey. I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, and Barbie. You know, what, why is there sexism, misogyny in Barbie when it's all about women? I'll explain. Let's check in. Well, this is KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You've been listening to The Bill Handel Show. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.